friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, May the 2nd, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. I wish you God's grace today. And uh, my friends, we have made it to May. We are, we are in that month where we honor our mother, Mary. Uh, yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. Today we celebrate another feast. It is the Feast of St. Athanasius. And we're going to talk about Athanasius. I also need to shout out my brother, my oldest brother, Tom. It's his birthday today. So blessings and happy birthday. So we're going to ask St. Athanasius and St. Thomas to uh, bless us at the end of this pod today. Uh, okay, John chapter 6. I mentioned it on Friday. We, we If you uh, listen to that pod, you remember that we read the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And uh, in John's great Eucharistic theology, <laughs> do you hear that? That is dogs excited to talk about it. They are excited. Um, but John's great Eucharistic theology is in chapter 6. He does not put it at the Last Supper. He puts it in chapter 6. So we are going to we are going to read extensively about that, and it started with Friday, with the feeding of the five thousand, and it makes a turn on that hinge today. It makes a turn uh, in terms of uh, what food it is that really feeds us. We're going to hear that, but today it's John chapter six, verses twenty two to twenty nine. If you want to follow along, I'm going to read from the New American Translation. Okay. So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had fed the 5,000, his disciples saw him walking on the sea. The next day, the crowd that remained across the sea saw that there had only been one boat there and that Jesus had not gone along with, the, with his disciples in the boat but only his disciples had left. Other boats came from Tiberias, near the place where they had eaten the bread, when the Lord gave thanks. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, the beginning of this gospel, it's kind of confusing. Uh, so just to kind of set what, what is being said, really, and, and John saying in a confusing way, essentially it's this. Uh, had we read Saturday's gospel, well, let's start with Friday's. Jesus feeds the 5,000, right? And then, on, had we read Saturday's gospel, 
uh, Jesus said, hey, listen, I'm going to stick around and I'm going to pray. And so he goes up on a mountain to pray. He says to his disciples, you go out in the boat, head back toward Capernaum. I'll catch up with you later. And they see him walking on the sea. You know, that's when Jesus walks on the water and, uh, and they bring him into the boat. It's that wonderful story. Um, and, uh, and Peter says, Lord, if that's you, invite me out. You know, that whole story. Well, there'd only been one boat, and the people saw the disciples leave in that boat, but Jesus go up on the mountain to pray. So they stay, stayed there. They hung out because they want to hang out with Jesus. They're, they're not concerned that the disciples are heading over to Capernaum. But then the next morning comes, and they're looking for Jesus, who they know stayed there, and they can't find him because there was only one boat, and it's gone, and the disciples were in it, but Jesus wasn't. So they're perplexed. And when these other boats come over, they're like, hey, give us a ride to Capernaum. We'll go look there. And when they get there, they find that Jesus is there. And they're like, hey, how did that happen? How did you get here? How long have you been here? We're confused. But Jesus doesn't take their bait. He doesn't say, well, let me tell you how I got here. Because it's really not the question they're asking. The question that they're asking is, hey, when do we get fed again? And Jesus names it. You're only looking for me because I, I fed you and, and you got food that was free. Make sense? So two questions that I'm going to invite us to ponder today and chew on really kind of quick today. And, and they're really going to be questions that are very similar. They're very similar. But the first question is this. What is it, my friends, that we are seeking when we seek Jesus? What are we looking for? Are we looking for him because our parents told us we should? And to be a good girl and good boy means we do that? Is that it? I guess I'd hope there's more. I'm not trying to judge whatever reason you and I are looking, but, you know, why are we looking? What are we looking for? Are we looking for Jesus because we think that he'll make life easier for us? I guess in one sense that's real. Um, if we're looking for him in that, you know, he'll help us walk between the raindrops and avoid suffering, no, that ain't it. That's not it at all, right? Because Jesus himself suffered. And if he says, follow me, which of course he does, we got to realize that's where we're going to end up too at some level, in some way. Not, not because he wants us to, not because Jesus is saying, hey, I, I want you to suffer, but, but simply because that's, that's life. We can't, we can't get out of it without it. And if we stand up uh, in regards for our faith, it's going to lead there. We, we know that. And so if, in that sense, we are looking for Jesus um, for an easier life, one that avoids suffering, I, I think we're looking at the wrong place too. Are we looking for a magician? Are we looking for somebody who can just do cool things? Or which, you know, in the case of the gospel here today, we can, we can get things for cheaper. I mean, again, I suspect, my friends, I, 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 I don't mean to denigrate by asking the question. I think we're all adults here. We, we know that none of that stuff is, is 
is it. If, if, if we're looking for Jesus to avoid life and to avoid, and to avoid the hardships of life, I think Jesus would say, you're looking in the wrong place. However, however, if we're looking for Jesus to be a companionship, companion, for that companionship, within life, I think that's, Jesus would say, I'm here. I'm here. You know, the disciples were floating across the water, right? And um, uh, struggling. They thought they saw a ghost. And, uh, and, and it was Jesus. And, and that whole idea of, of Peter saying, Lord, if it really is you, you know, invite me out. And, and so he does. And Peter starts looking at the waves and be like, oh, man, I'm going to be overcome these waves are, are big, and he, and he starts to sink, and he cries out, Lord, save me, and Jesus does, and then, then he's in the boat, right? Uh, not just Peter, but Jesus. If you're looking for that person, yeah, that, that's, that's the one. The one that, that says, listen, you're going to meet with waves. They're going to be there. And, and we are going to feel like life is going to overcome us. And, and if that's all we got is to look at those things, we are going to start to sink too. He says, however, if you look at me and know that I'm your companion in the midst of those waves and that I can and will reach out to be with you in the midst of them, I may or may, I, you know, he's not going to take those, those waves away from us. He's not going to take that hurt or that divorce or that loss or that, that anxiety, you know, like, because i got to give a presentation tomorrow in front of my work compadres or, or whatever that is. Those things are still real. But if we're looking to say, hey, Lord, companion me in the midst of that because I can't do this alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. So the question, brothers and sisters, is what are we looking for? Are we looking for life to be made easy? No. No, let's not do that. Let's not fool ourselves. He's not that type of magician. They were looking forward to make life easy. Don't do that. Are we looking for a companion in the midst of our difficulty who will walk with us? And because we have a companion, therefore ease our heart and our anxiety, and all of a sudden those waves don't look as big because it's not just me facing them? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. He'll do that. That's... That's it's exactly what he's there for us to do. Okay, so that's question number one. Question number two is, okay, so then Jesus, you know, we're back in Capernaum now. He's chastising them and, he, and he's naming why they're looking for him. And he says, amen, amen, I say to you. Again, always, whenever he says, amen, amen, I say to you, just know what he says afterward. It's like that's, he's pointing. This is what I want you to hear. And this is, this is the target. Uh, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. So we got that part. But here's the other part. Do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures for eternal life, for which the Son of Man will give you. Remember I said the turn is going to go toward Eucharist here? All right? It went from feeding the 5,000 toward that food that is, you know, um, essential to us. We need that, right? Otherwise, we're going we're gonna to perish. We, we need food. But now Jesus is talking about a different type of food. He's saying, don't work for the food that perishes. Don't just be looking for your next meal tomorrow. 
Don't just be worried about, you know, what you're going to wear. I mean, what he talks about in Matthew. Um, don't just be concerned. Don't carry that anxiety. He said, here's, here's the deal. Here's what you are to look for. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which I, Jesus, will give you. Okay, the rest of this week, we're going to tease out what that food is. Okay? So there's our turn toward the Eucharistic theology, that Eucharist, that food that really feeds us. But here's part two of the question, okay? Not only, A, what are we working, you know, what are we looking for from Jesus? But two, what is it that we work for? You know, I've often said, you want to know what's important to you, you want to know what you value, look at two things. Look at your checkbook, look at your calendar, look where you spend your time, look where you spend your money. What do we spend our energy on? Okay, what are we working for? Jesus says, hey, if we're working for that next, you know, no, these are my words thrown into Jesus' mouth. Please forgive. I, you know, Jesus is far better than this. If we're working for our next purchase, if we're working for, you know, um, the, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that, that we want to surround ourselves with, um, we're working for items. He's saying, hey, all that stuff is going to perish. All that is food that perishes. And it's not just food, meaning, you know, the next great meal. He means it may, it may feed us for a moment to, to purchase that, that boat or to purchase that nice car or to purchase that, that house. And listen, I'm not saying we shouldn't buy houses or cars or even boats if that's what you want. Listen, that's, that's okay. But if that's what we're working for, and that feeds us for a moment. And then all of a sudden I got to work for something else to feed me more because the, the high of that purchase is now kind of worn off. And now I got to get something else. We're working toward things and we're working hard and striving for things that simply can't satiate. They cannot satisfy. Jesus says only one thing can satisfy. Right? And that's his very presence within us. So what is it that we're working for? What do we spend our energy on? What is most important to us? So the questions, you know, what, what, are we, what are we looking for from Jesus? And what is it that we spend our time and money and energy? What are we working for? Our God says, you know, and again, this is through Augustine. It's marvelous. I use it a lot because it just is real. You know, that uh, he says, we are made for you, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Okay, you know, that, that to use the, the, again, foolish example, but the car or the house or the boat, whatever, that, that can fill us for a moment. It, and it does. It does. Madison Avenue has made a, a, a living off of that. Um, but it doesn't fill forever. Our hearts are made for you, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Um. And, and I don't think Jesus is saying, listen, that food isn't important. I mean, there are many out there who are starving for food. And how do we assist them with that? But remember um, what Jesus says in the desert, right? Uh, humanity does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth, forward from the mouth of God. That that is the food that we strive for. Mother Teresa, when she came here years ago, obviously, before she died, you know, 25 years ago, I uh, looked at America and said, hey, America's a wonderful, wonderful country, but it's third world spiritually. It's poor. 
Because why? We're working for all these other things to feed us. And she's saying, but none of that's going to satiate. Only God. Only God. So brothers and sisters, what are we looking for Jesus for? And two, what do we spend our time, our money, our energy? What are we, what are we working for? And, and if we can answer those questions honestly, that's, that's going to that's gonna assist us on our way. So let me talk St. Athanasius real quick. I know very little about him. Here's what I know. He is a doctor of the church. Um, back in the 4th century, he interned uh, um, for, if I can say interned, I guess he was kind of like a right-hand person, to the Bishop of Alexandria in Egypt. And, uh, and when, and coincidentally, the guy's name was uh, Bishop Alexander in Alexandria. That makes sense, right? Well, eventually, uh, Athanasius went, was ordained, uh, became a bishop himself of Alexandria, and followed in the footsteps of his previous bishop, his mentor, as it were. And one of the heresies that Athanasius stood firmly against was because the bishop and mentor did the same. And that was a heresy called Arianism. And what this heresy stated was that Jesus was not divine. And Athanasius stood against that firmly and really didn't think that much of it. He thought, this will go away because it's just dumb, you know. Uh, But it didn't. It didn't. In fact, it made his life very difficult. And he was exiled at least a handful of times uh, and, and had very little peace in his life because of the staunch stance he took that, no, Jesus was fully human, yes, but he was also fully divine. He was both and. And, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. We know that. But we know God was present within him. And, uh, and somehow, and so he carried the divine with him. And uh, the Arians would say no. And, and one time he was even exiled by, by the emperor Constantine. And, and so the Arian, the Arian uh, heresy really had a big foothold within the early church. And were it not for people like Athanasius who stood so strong against it, we may not have that teaching today that we take so for granted that, of course, Jesus was divine. Well, it was Athanasius that helped carry that forward for us, uh, even though it meant his life was not going to be easy. Uh, Because of that, he is a doctor of the church, meaning one of the great teachers. And one of the things he did was... Uh, he wrote a, a book on St. Anthony. Now, this is not St. Anthony of Padua. That would be years later that he came along. But this was St. Anthony of the Desert, the first desert father, if I can put that in quotes, that went off into the desert that eschewed modern society and went there to live. And because of Athanasius, really uh, um, kind of set the, the ideal for monasticism within the Catholic Church. And so Athanasius is a great model uh, and a great um, contributor toward that within the church. Without him, we may not have those two great gifts, monasticism and that idea of Jesus as fully divine. Okay? So let's bring that all to prayer ourselves today. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first luminous mystery, Jesus is baptized. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a blessed week. May uh, may you walk with our God in the midst of whatever it is and whatever waves come our way.